This is 52 Gifts, and I'm Bernadette, here to tell you about my big, little project to bring more smiles to the people in my life by sending them the perfect gifts. For birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, or mainly just because, this is where I share all the details with you so you can enjoy these 52 gifts, too. What's cooking, good looking? Welcome. You've perhaps stumbled upon this 12th episode of 52 Gifts, which is my podcast where I talk about giving gifts to people that you don't know and to nonprofit organizations that you may have never heard of. So, welcome. I'm glad you're here. And this is, in fact, gift number 12, which means that this project of mine is roughly 23% complete at this point, which is wild to think about because I, I mean, considering that I feel like I'm just still getting started with this, um, and I have yet to actually tell anybody about what I'm doing, (laughs) except for like my three trusted friends who I had to tell because I needed someone to say, Uh, No, this is a very dumb idea. Do not do it. But they didn't. So if you're not a fan of this show, you can totally blame them. And also, you might want to stop listening at this point because we still have like 40 gifts to go. And I can't guarantee that I'm going to get any better at this. So it's, it's basically what you see is what you get around here. But... Whether you've been listening from the beginning or you're completely new here, let's just dive in because we're going to talk about this week's gift, which was a little bit of a breakthrough for me. I had to get out of my comfort zone a little bit in order to follow through on this one. And I'm really glad I did because I think it's going to be make it is it'll make me less hesitant next time I have this type of gift to give which could also be considered like a gesture. It's a gift, but it's also a nice gesture. And so I think by giving this one this week, I feel like I'll be able to do that a little bit easier next time. Just like in gift number nine, a blue heart, which I made, I gave a gift to somebody during a difficult time as like a show of support. This gift required me to do that again, but to do it for somebody that I haven't been in touch with in recent years. Like 30 of the most recent years. Okay, before you think I'm nuts, although I realize I might be too late for that, I just want to start out though by saying that I have stayed lightly connected to this person over the years through Facebook as you do. So, I mean, we went to the same high school once upon a time, and I've interacted with her page a few times through the the years when there were like vintage photos posted or reunion announcements, unfortunately, death announcements of classmates um, and things of that nature. I feel like all of us have so many people in our lives like that, thanks or no thanks to social media. And we kind of get like a false sense, or maybe not a false sense, but an altered sense 
of relationships because we're seeing what these people are doing on a regular basis. And I mean, we're seeing what they're cooking for dinner. (laughs) And it's hard to sometimes separate like keeping tabs on someone versus actually being friends with someone. Anyway, that's just the way things are these days. And I suppose if I had a choice of having no connection at all to people I've met or people I've known once upon a time or or just having this like pseudo friendship thing through social media, I think I would take the social media pseudo stuff because I well obviously I wouldn't be on social media if I didn't want that in the first place. I mean, there's days when I hate it and there's days when I am really thankful for it because I do get to stay connected to, in some way, people that I used to know and and used to like and probably still do like. It's just that life goes on and, you know, people move away. They remain part of your memories and you want to know that they're out there doing well and, you know, maybe interact with them from time to time, even though it's humanly impossible to keep up close friendships and real engagement and connection with hundreds if not thousands of people. I guess what I'm saying is I guess it's better than not being connected at all. So anyway, like I said, there's days when I hate it and there's days where I'm super thankful for it. And there's most of the days where I'm just kind of ambivalent. It's like a fantasy to think about getting off of social media altogether, but I don't really think that's the best answer either. Social media is obviously a place where people are sharing like good news, but it's also a place where people share a lot of tough news, um, deaths and illnesses and things like that. And one thing that I've seen come up way too many times in my feed recently and maybe it's my age group um, but more and more women that I know have been sharing their very personal and terrible breast cancer diagnoses and I mean I feel like it is it's like a big deal to decide to share your health details with hundreds or thousands of people on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And so when I see these announcements, I always feel like, you know, that's a pretty brave thing to do. But I know that it's probably also really helpful because you're able to share a lot of um, information with a lot of people at one time rather than having a ton of conversations that are really difficult in like breaking the news of your poor health to, you know, all different people. Because I think sometimes I know for myself, like if I have bad news about myself personally, telling other people about it is really heartbreaking over and over again, because I know that that person is going to hear it and then feel terrible. And so even though, (laughs) you know, I might be the one that is, whose news is bad, I feel bad for telling it to people. So anyway, all that to say that social media really helps people share things that are difficult, just like they do when things are really good. Especially if you have something like CaringBridge, that website that lets you blog about, um, 
you know, your journey, if you're going through some kind of um, health situation or you're a loved one of someone who is and you want to share important health updates with your friends and family, they can register on your CaringBridge site and then get that information privately and nicely um, in a way that helps everyone, like be informed and stay on top of how you're doing without having 400 specific and separate conversations. So I totally get that. And it's really, though, what I'm saying is that I've seen this multiple times now And it is disturbing because it's happening to so many people. And like I said, it's probably my age group. And, you know, this is just the time when, you know, certain things come up. But when I see this, I think, gosh, you know, that's so terrible. And I I wish I could do something or I wish I could send them something or do something. And I just don't because it's such a personal and um, difficult thing that they're going through. And I see that people who are awesome, like post nice messages to them and, you know, they're giving their support online and that's really great. But I always feel like, you know, if I'm not there for this person in real life, like why would I show up on their feed and say nice things to them? Which I know is completely opposite of what that's really there for that's what it's for you're supposed to um, be able to post your comments and interact with people in that way but some something about it to me always feels a little bit disingenuous and so sometimes I don't even like post something just because I feel so bad about it and that's another um, area like I've talked about before where it's like I need to just be over what I feel like about this and really focus on the fact that someone is sharing their, you know, big news about their health that they want people to know because it's something big that they're going through and they're going to need support and they're going to need, you know, any kind of good juju and prayers and everything that people can send. And so I have to say to myself, like, once again, get over yourself and focus on this person. And so I try to make a point, even though it's uncomfortable and I feel kind of strange about it, to, you know, say something nice on their page and post about it. But when I recently saw one of my old classmates post about her breast cancer diagnosis and the fact that she was going to be starting treatment and all of the things that she was going through and learning and dealing with and trying to come to terms with. Um, And then also just really saying how she's finding the strength and the courage to take on this big health challenge and to get herself healed and to fight having cancer and get rid of it um, is really inspiring. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing this project now and I am now a person who sends the things when <laughs> when um, I see someone that I want to support. So instead of thinking, oh, I wish I could be there for that person or I wish I could send them a card or something nice to make them feel better. It's like, well, I do that now, so that's what I'm doing. And I'm gonna actually take the time to follow through on this. So 
gift number 12. We finally got here. <laughs> it is a package called Your One Tough Cookie. And it comes from a company called Spoonful of Comfort. And what I sent was a one dozen, well, you could have a choice of a one dozen or a two dozen box of cookies. And it's supposed to be meant as a little encouragement because obviously it says you're one tough cookie. So it's telling them that they're tough and they can carry on. And so what you get to do on Spoonful of Comfort is select the type of cookie that you want to send. They have chocolate chip, oatmeal raisin, ginger spice, triple chocolate chunk, and snickerdoodles. Um, And I think if the package were for me, I would have selected oatmeal raisin and ginger spice. But the safest bet for somebody that I don't really know what their cookie preferences are is um, I think probably chocolate chip and snickerdoodle, which is what I went with. They also have vegan and gluten-free chocolate chip versions if that's something that you want or need. I found out about Spoonful of Comfort when some of my husband's colleagues sent a soup package to us. Um, It was a sympathy gift after his father passed away. And this company was completely new to us and it was so fabulous and so appreciated. It came with two 32-ounce containers of soup, rolls, and cookies, and it came with this really nice, like, actual metal ladle for soup so you can spoon it out, hence Spoonful of Comfort. And when it arrived, we were like, wow, what is this? And honestly, we were a little skeptical about how the soup would taste because, you know, people – I make a mean chicken noodle soup, so I was like, you know, how is this going to be? But it was actually very delicious, and it was chicken noodle. But I think there are a bunch of soups that you can choose from. So when I went to the website to check it out, I saw that they had much more than soup, and that's when I also noticed the Tough Cookie package. So there's like more than 80 other products that you can add to packages. So you could send soup, but then you could also add on like tea, honey, blankets, an eye mask, dog treats, candles, books, essential oils, and everything looks really nice. Um, One of the things that I'd heard about going through chemotherapy and specifically is that people are often really cold. So I decided that I was going to add a pair of warm, cozy socks At first, I was really nervous about sending this gift because I was like, am I going to seem like some sort of a weirdo for sending a gift out of the blue? I mean, I haven't, you know, I'm not really close to this person. I haven't really spoken to her in years and years. And I don't want to be like one of those people that like, I don't know, they kind of glom on to drama and insert themselves in people's lives when, you know, things are going badly. Um, You know what I'm talking about. Like, it's just a kind of a strange thing that some people do. And I didn't want to come off as that sort of a person Um, because I'm not. I've really spent my life trying to avoid drama and dramatic people. (laughs) 
And actually, I avoid a lot of things, anything that's unsavory, actually. (laughs) Maybe that's a superpower of mine, or perhaps it will be my downfall. Anyway, nothing to see here, folks. Everything is fine and dandy. Anywho, I reminded myself that people post things like this on social media because they want people to know what they're going through. If they didn't, they wouldn't have posted it. And I think about how if I were in their shoes, I would want and appreciate any support or kindness, no matter where it came from, class of 94 or otherwise. And what good does it do for me to think about being a supportive person and not actually do that or not actually let them know? So I decided that, at least for this year, I am a person who shows their support, even if it feels awkward to me. So, I sent it. I scheduled the cookies to arrive on the first day of her treatment so that she would feel like people from all over have her back and are cheering her on as she starts this really hard process of trying to beat cancer. And I heard from her right away. She was so surprised, obviously, (laughs) and so appreciative. And she actually said that she was floored. And when she came home to the package, it was so comforting. And that's exactly what I wanted to do with this gift. I'm sure that she has a really strong support network around her. I mean, that's just the type of person that she's always been someone who really values friendships and has strong bonds with people. But sometimes it's just nice to get like positivity from places that you don't expect and to realize like, whoa, more people care about me than I actually realized. And that's a super cool feeling. And I'm just really glad that I was hopefully able to give her that feeling like there's more people out there than she even realizes that are cheering her on and you know just wishing her well through all of this um, really hard stuff and now it's time for the donation of the week appropriately this week's donation went to the Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center located in Buffalo, New York. The gift actually goes to the Roswell Park Alliance Foundation, which is their 501c3, and it's a four-star organization on Charity Navigator and an accredited charity through the Better Business Bureau. I designated my gift to be put toward the most pressing needs, which is what I usually tend to do because I like for nonprofits to be able to decide how they use the money unless I have a really specific idea for you know why I'm donating if I wanted to go to a specific project or something but in general I usually put it towards most pressing needs and I received an automated thank you note or a receipt basically for my records as soon as I made the gift but that receipt also had some nice copy which told me about their mission and that they're a top 50 hospital for cancer care, according to Newsweek. And when I went to their website, I took a look around and I learned that they do research, education, screening, and prevention, as well as treatment. 
and they're really focused heavily on innovation and individualized care. And like I usually want to do, I will share their mission statements and their vision statement with you um, because I like to just make sure to spread the word about the nonprofits that I'm giving donations to. Um, so I'm going to start with the vision because I thought that this was really clear and well-written. Their vision says, to free our world from the fear, pain, and loss due to cancer, one act of compassion, one breakthrough discovery, one life-changing therapy at a time until cancer is gone. I think that's a really clear and fabulous vision. Um, I think it's something that's really aspirational and also inspirational. So it makes you want to kind of, you know, get into their vision and, um, and help to see cancer eliminated as well. Their mission, which is fine. I, you know, I would, I'm not taking anything away from, um, from Roswell, but to me, it's a little bit of word salad. That's how I refer to it. Um, so I think it could be clearer, but I do want to share it with you because it's still um, important. And their mission says that it is to eliminate cancer's grip on humanity by unlocking its secrets through personalized approaches and unleashing the healing power of hope. So it's also terrific. What they do is amazing, um, but I think it just goes to show that you can always be working on trying to make your your messages clearer. And I know that most of you are not people who probably care about nonprofit communications and marketing and writing, um, but I'm just sharing this as an example that even giant corporations have room for improvement when it comes to being able to articulate a great mission and a vision. And actually, the Alliance Foundation, the one that actually collects donations, has its own mission, but it really relates to raising money and supporting the mission of the hospital. So I thought sharing the mission of the hospital is probably um, more relevant here. And because I was curious, I also took a look at their annual report, and I discovered that they actually raised more than $36 million for cancer care and research last year. And they really have an amazing array of fundraising events and programs throughout the year. So this is a really big and sophisticated program. I actually know of many people personally who have been treated for cancer at Roswell. And I have family members that do the Ride for Roswell, which is their annual bicycle ride fundraiser. Um, that attracts more than 2,000 riders every year. So um, it was really the perfect place to show support in honor of my friend um, who's starting her own cancer battle and also just in remembrance or in honor also of other people that I know that have received excellent care from Roswell. You can learn more about Roswell by following the link that I'll put in the show notes. So I, I encourage you to check them out. And if you're in the Buffalo area, um, consider getting involved in one of their many, many fundraising events. I think they do an amazing job and um, raise a lot of critical funds for excellent and innovative cancer care in that area. 
That'll do it for week 12 and gift 12, which was the You're a Tough Cookie package for my friend who is bravely battling breast cancer and a gift to the Roswell Park Center for Comprehensive Cancer Care in Buffalo, New York. Thank you so much for listening this week and for going with me on this journey to figure out my hang-ups and bizarre idiosyncrasies around interacting with people on social media and how to show up for people who you're not super close with and how to navigate being a supportive person in a world of social feeds and digital communications. If you haven't figured it out already, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but maybe I will figure it out by the time I get to the end of this project and understand what it feels like to have made 52 gifts over 52 weeks to a wide variety of different people and for a wide variety of different reasons. So I guess more to come. Stay tuned. Thanks a lot. See you next week. Before I go, I just wanted to give you another quick update from week number three, gift number three, which was the flowers from Urban Stems. I told you when the gift first arrived that they were so happy and they sent a photo of the flowers, but I received another photo of the most recent bouquet and another message just saying, I love this gift so much. Thank you. Thank you. So I really feel like Urban Stems and their flower subscription gift was a big hit and I would definitely send it again because it really is a gift that keeps on going and you know, it was a holiday gift that started at the beginning of the year and all the way up to spring now, it has um, continued to give them joy and be something that they enjoyed receiving. Um, so that's the update. Um, big ups to Urban Stems because um, that was a hit and I'm so happy that they continued to enjoy that gift. If you liked this episode, I thank you for giving it a shot, and I encourage you to share it with a friend. We could all use a little more positive content in our lives, eh? Also, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a review. If you have questions or comments about this week's gifts, or if you have suggestions for future gift ideas or donations, I'd love to hear them. Email them to me at 52gifts at bernadettemac.com. It's the number 52GIFTS at BernadetteMac.com. And be sure to check out the photos of each weekly gift at BernadetteMac.com forward slash 52GIFTS or on Instagram at 52GIFTSPOD. Support for this podcast is of the moral variety for now and is provided by three of my brilliant friends who have really encouraged me to go for it. Thank you, ladies. And 52 Gifts is produced and hosted by Bernadette Mack. Our writer is Bernadette Mack, with research provided by Bernadette Mack. Our editor is Bernadette Mack. 
social media support provided by, you guessed it, Bernadette Mack. See you next week. Thank you, ladies.